words from the hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. Hallelujah. So beautiful for you to journey with God. So this morning, we're considering the thought called from Acacia Grove to the Promised Land. From Acacia Grove to the Promised Land. Remember at crossover service, we had this slide. Not exactly like this, I had to. And this slide was slide number two about how to live without fear of the future. And the point was, remember your promised inheritance. God is taking you somewhere. There's something in his heart for you. There's a promised land for every one of us. And I know this promised land is different from person to person. For some of us, is raising our kids. For some of us, is our career making progress. For some of us, is the very next thing. For each of us, there is an expectation, a place God is taking on us to. For some of us, is even expression in ministry. For some of us, is money, lots of money. But for most of us, it should be to arrive in the fullness of what God says you are. To arrive in that place when you become everything that God designed you to be. How dare you die empty? How dare you die empty? How dare you come to eat the food of earth? Eat our eban, our rice. Eat, eat chicken and, and beef and eat all the food of earth and then die without fulfilling purpose. How can you live in this earth without dropping something behind? How can you live in this earth without creating something unique? How can you live in this earth without having a purpose, something, something that makes your life worth it? How can you live in this earth just to be who people say you are and never arrive at what God designed you to be? That is the promised land, that place, that assignment, that place which causes you to leave the city of visibility into obscurity that which drove John the Baptist to leave his father's temple where he was next in line to be the high priest and removed priestly garments and walked into the wilderness and became, as it were, almost a fugitive. That which drove this man of God into the wild box waiting in expectation for a Messiah to come and destruction to fall on the people. God has a place He's taking you to. And that's why you live without fear. Because once you step into this agenda of God, let heaven fall, let hell rise. Nothing can stop you from doing what God says you will do. Once you give yourself that permission, once you allow yourself to step in, once you receive and embrace that agenda of God for you, honestly, nothing can stop you become unstoppable say unstoppable that is actually where we are headed and that's why we live without fear of the future Hebrews chapter 3 verse 13 to 15 remember 
what it says today when you hear his voice don't harden your heart as Israel did when they rebel and who was it who rebelled against God even though they heard his voice wasn't the people Moses led out of Egypt back to that place so we are connecting all scripture back to that episode that story of encounter with Moses verse 17 and who made God angry for 40 years wasn't it the people who sinned whose corpses lay in the wilderness and to whom God was speaking when he took an oath that they will never enter his rest wasn't the people who disobeyed him so that we see that because of their unbelief they were not able to enter into his rest so God has a promise for you but there is a partnership required between you and him to activate that promise for you to get to that promised land there is something you have to do there is a connection between God and you there is a meeting point between you and God for you to arrive at what God wants you to do and this morning the call is if you hear his voice do not harden your heart because why are we not arriving at where God wants us to arrive at our hearts are hard we stop we make excuses we tell stories about why in our own particular circumstance it's impossible. We, we actually say, you don't, you don't, Pastor Mo, you don't understand my peculiar circumstances. You don't understand what is wrong with me. You don't understand what I'm going through. And because of that, you refuse that partnership. You refuse that connection. You refuse that release of yourself that is required for you to be all that God wants you to be. So, how does this connect to Acacia Groove then? I'm going to give you three ways in which Acacia Groove is connected to our journey. Three examples. Example number one, the great mountain view of Moses. Tomorrow we start a fast, and the fast is called the great mountain view. It's actually Moses standing in front of Mount Nebo, overlooking the land that God has promised him. And God said to Moses, see the land. See Gilgal, see Jordan, see the Jordan River, see Jericho, see the land. And Moses actually was in Acacia Grove when God took him up Mount Nebo. The first person, the plains of Moab, when you hear the plains of Moab, that's actually, that's actually Shittim. Another name for Acacia Grove is Shittim. So Shittim is, is the Hebrew word for Acacia, the, the tree. So it was a place where lots of Acacia trees were. That's why it's called Acacia Grove. Another name in some translation of the Bible, is Shittim. Moses went up from the plains of Moab to Mount Nebo, to the top of Pisgah, which is across from Jericho. And the Lord showed him all the mountain of Gilead 
as far as Dan, all Naphtali, the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, and all the land as far as the western sea, the south and the plain of the valley of Jericho to the city of palm trees as far as Zohar. That's Deuteronomy 34, verse 1 to 2. The Lord said to Moses, This is the land which I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I will give it to your descendants. I've caused you to see it with your eyes, but you shall not cross over there. So Moses, the son of the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord. And God buried him in the valley in the land of Moab. God buried Moses in a secret mountain and in the, in the secret valley. And we read later in the book of Job that there was a warfare about the body of Moses. When, when Lucifer, Satan, was trying to take the body of Moses, trying to as, as, bring aspersion upon Moses, and Michael the archangel said to him, the Lord rebuke you and took back the body of Moses. But here on Mount Nebo, in the plains of Shittim, the man of God went up the mountain and God ended the journey of Moses. So sometimes, Acacia Grove is the place for the end. The man of God died. The man of God died. You know, we can, we can endure when anyhow people die. But when the man of God dies, he hits the ground. How many of you remember when some significant men of God have died? Moses was a good guy who went to heaven and came to earth. But then, that day, he stopped existing. He died. In Joshua chapter 1, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all these people, to the land which I'm giving to them, the children of Israel. Moses died. Moses died. I don't know who Moses represents in your life, but Moses died. That great luminary, that great one who taught everyone how to know God, that one who everybody respected, that one who, when he came into the room, everybody quaked, died. Acacia Grove is the place for the death of the old. Moses represented an old order. And the old order had to go for a new order to start. God killed Moses himself on the mountains of Nebo and buried him by himself. Moses, the servant of God, died. I don't know who the Moses may be in your life. Moses died. Hindustayali Kosale Mosahia. Holy Spirit. 
take the hearts of your people communicate to them in ways that each of them will understand Spirit of the living God pour grace and oil upon these very words that will portend to life in the sons and daughters of righteousness seated before you this morning in Jesus name Amen Second thing about Acacia Grove was Balaam and Balak. Balaam was the priest for hire. That kind of prophet that you hire and pay money to come and pray over your household. That kind of man who can see vision and heal people very well. Balaam will prophesy and follow it with a boast. I, Balaam, who see heaven with open eyes. I, Balaam, who see clearly. In the night, I see night as day. I'm a prophet of the Most High God. That was Balaam. But he was a prophet for hire. He could be bought. And Gilgal, sorry, and Acacia Grove, is the place for Balaam's to dwell. Micah chapter 6, verse 4 to 5. For I brought you up from the land of Egypt. I redeemed you from the house of bondage. And I sent you before, and I sent before you Moses, Aaron, and Miriam, O my people. Remember now what Balak, king of Moab, counseled, and what Balaam, the son of or answer him from Acacia Grove to Gilgal that you may know the righteousness of God. Numbers 23 verse 19 to 21. God is not a man that he should lie. Can we read this one together? It's really good. Are you ready? One to go church. Read it out loud. One to go. He should lie. Or the son of man, he should change his mind. Does he speak and not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? I have indeed received a command to bless. He has blessed and I cannot change it. For he considers no disaster for Jacob. He sees no trouble for Israel. The Lord their God is with them. And the shout of the king is among them. Like even the prophet for hire called, hired, paid to prophesy against the people of God could not do it. He tried everything to prophesy against them and he couldn't do it. He went to different mountains. If you read the story, he went to like four different mountains and tried to because he understood mountain positions. He was a spiritual man who understood the power of standing on mountains. He would climb a mountain and from this mountain try to cast a spell on the people of God. He could not. He would climb a totally different mountain and try to cast a spell. He could not. In Acacia Grove, we established that we are blessed of God. Hmm. You guys didn't hear that one. In Acacia Grove, the people of God established that they are blessed of God. You are blessed of God. You are blessed beyond the curse. God is not a man that he should lie. He's not a son of man that he should change his mind. When he speaks, he acts. When he promises, he fulfills the promises made. 
and even the people who are hired to curse you cannot curse you. Mm. Even the people who are paid money to curse you cannot curse you. Even in Acacia Grove, even in Shittim, even in the halfway house, even in the center between the journey from Egypt to the promised land, even when you are still on your way, they cannot curse you. They cannot curse you. You cannot be stopped. You cannot be cursed. And when men gather, when men are paid to curse you, they just have to declare a blessing. Amen. And Balaam began to dis dis describe the people of God. He says they cannot be cursed. And every time anyone stands up to curse you, they will receive a command to bless. The, the, the word in their mouth they wanted to say was a curse. But when it comes out, it will be a blessing. <laughs> There's no trouble, no disaster waiting for you. The shout of a king is in your midst. You didn't hear it. The shout of a king is in your midst. Do you know a people surrounded by their king? You know a people who are surrounded by a powerful king. A king who no one can say. A king who no one can stop. A king who is massive and powerful and big and awesome and totally compelling. There is that shout of the, that a king in the midst of God's people. You have a shout of God's kingship in your life. If you believe this, say amen. What does the shout of a king mean? It's like, let the king ride out. Let his cavalry follow. Let the king do his kingly activity. Where the word of the king is, there is power. There's power. There's power. The shout of the king is in your midst. Even in Shittim. That the name of that place doesn't sound too good. Even as Shit, Shittim. Even in a shitty place. Even in Acacia Grove, the shout of the king is in your midst. Some of us right now are in the place called process. You left Egypt, but you haven't arrived at the promised land. Things are happening around you. Is that never, not yet arrived place? It's a place of trying to enter into the fullness of what God says you are. You've had the promise, but you haven't arrived at the point when the promise has been actualized. That is Acacia Grove. And that's what this place represented. When Balaam try, tried to curse the people in Shittim, and God gave a word and said, these people will always overcome their enemies. You will always overcome your enemies. You will always overcome that organized system that is designed to take you down. You will always overcome those group of people who said, it's you they will take out. 
you will always outwit the people who have gathered together and, and collected a good company of people and kings and gathered themselves together and said against you that you will not prevail. The Bible says you will overcome your enemies. The Bible's not all people are for you. You know, I'm not the one to preach about haters. You know, there's a great disease of hater awareness in our world today. Just tried to be proper. I tried. I tried. 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 I tried. Just said, let, let it go, Moses. Let it go. <laughs> Do you know how you try to journey with God spiritually? And there are people who never believe in your spiritual journey. The worst is when it's spiritual. You're trying to do everything perfect with God among a community of believers. But they don't believe you. They don't believe you are pure. All, they always look at you funny. Especially if you're a woman and you're very yellow. It's like you're not totally pure. Do you understand? And if you're a guy and really buffed up, just think you're up to no good. Every message they preach about you is about don't do hanky-panky like like guys, I'm a worshiper of God. Like you can't convince them that you are real for real. So ministry-wise, they conspire against you to take you out constantly. You know, part of part of what you know when you're 50 years old is that you know a lot of things. <laughs> You've gone through a lot. <laughs> Your intentions are absolutely the purest, but people don't believe. They always sort of think that you're up to no good, you're up to something else. You're trying to do something else. You're trying to poison, you're trying to take, you're trying to, do you understand? You're trying to arrogate to yourself. People don't believe. And they conspire against you. Even in the church. We can take hatred from our enemies. But if this is a man, I enjoyed sweet fellowship in the house of my God. If this is a man, we dance together in the house of God. If this is a man, we pray together in the night. It is a man with whom we cast out demons. It is a man with which we fought many warfare and he stands against me. I cannot bear it. I cannot bear it. I cannot bear it. Many of you, thank you, Pastor Fred. Many of you, the problem is not the people from outside who are against you. It's the people from within That is Acacia Grove. The place went from within people stand against you. And he paid.
pains you to your bone marrow, according to what Nigeria say. <laughs> but God says, you're blessed. You're blessed. Every strategy against you will turn to your advantage. Every weapon people aim at you will fail. Will fail. Why? Because you belong to the Lord. And there's a promise. There's a promise. There's a promise. There's a promise over you. There's a promise over you. And you will possess the gates of your enemies. And the Lord will work mighty things in your life. And every time they try to take you down, that is the place from where God will raise you up. Every opposition strategy will be like an uplift strategy for you. In your industry, they're trying to block you out. They're trying to silence you. And they make you go solo. They wish not that you're going solo. It's your breakthrough. They set you up to fail. But don't realize they set you up to succeed. When it comes against you, God turns it around for your good. Hallelujah. No trouble over your life. No disaster in your family. The shout of the king is in your midst. Every time you pray, you hear the voice of God. Every time you pray, you hear the voice of God. Every time you pray, you hear the voice of God. Because you are blessed. Even a Balaam paid cannot curse you. He cannot curse you. He cannot curse you. For he will receive a command to bless. And he will not be able to get out of that command. He cannot curse you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. But something happened in Acacia Grove when Balaam discovered he couldn't curse the people. He drove a wedge between the people and their God. He leaned over to Balak and advised him and said, Balak, you know, you really can't curse these people, but there's something you can do. And Balak said to him, you see, God hates sexual immorality. Just lose the babes of Moab. Lose them on the Israelites and God will turn against them. Now Israel remained in Acacia Grove and the people began to commit halotry with the women of Moab. They invited the people to the sacrifice of their gods or more like the sexual temple worship. And the people ate and bowed down to Baal Peor. So Israel was joined to Baal Peor and the anger of the Lord was aroused against Israel. Then the Lord said to Moses, Take all the leaders of the people and hang the offenders before the Lord out in the sun. 
that the fierce anger of the Lord may turn away from Israel. They could not be cursed by their enemies. But a prophet for hire can do them in. He knows that the secret of their power is consecration. He knows that the secret of their power is righteousness. And he compromised the whole nation because of what will come to him. He had already received money. Beware of those who give you money. Men of God, beware of those who can save you on account of the money they've given to you. That is why many times God tells me, don't ask. I have needs all the way to my head. God tells me, don't ask. I will move people on your behalf. Don't ask. Let this not be a begging, begging church. Pastors and leaders, don't ask. Don't ask except God tells you. Money, money, money made Balaam to sell his heavenly vision. The third thing, and I'll round up. Acacia Grove is the place of journey. Then Joshua rose early in the morning and set out from Acacia Grove and came to the Jordan. He and all the children of Israel and lodged there before they crossed over. Early the next morning, Joshua got up and left Shittim with all the Israelites. There's another translation. And they went as far as Jordan where they camped before crossing over. And thou shalt remember the, the, all the way in which the Lord your God leads thee these 40 years in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee and to know what is in thy heart, whether thou will keep his commandments or no. That's not Joshua 3.1. Did someone should help me Google it. I think it's destroying me somewhere. Okay, fine. Thank you. Found it. Deuteronomy 8, chapter 2. God says that the reason why he allows a Keshaw grove is to prove what is in your heart. Not to him, but to you. God doesn't need to prove any point to himself. He already knows himself. But sometimes we doubt what he says we are. So he opens us, takes us on a journey that makes us to see ourselves just as we are. Do you guys understand this? The journey is about discovery of who you are. Why does God allow this middle place? Why does God bring us to this place where it seems like everything is uncertain? Why does God bring us here? Why does God bring us to Acacia Grove? Number one, is for us to have a big picture view 
God wants you to see far. God wants you to understand what he's doing. God wants you to appreciate all that he's doing to you. Many times, if we go too quickly to where we're going to, we'll not understand what God has done. And we'll not appreciate God in the middle of what he has done. So sometimes process is to help us build capacity to enter this family somehow so I can say something private, right? Can I? Okay. It's online. Okay. So my daughter was supposed to go to university in August. Adia, my second daughter. She got admission to Calvin University. We paid the deposit. So everything was set for her to go. But then we approached the embassy and they rejected her visa application. They said that she needs to prove that she's going to want to come back. I'm like, she's 18. Her parents are here. That's not enough proof. I'm like, should she say, oh, I set up NGO. I'm coming back to work in my NGO. Is that what an 18-year-old? Oh, I built a business. I have land. What should an 18-year-old really say to prove? Oh, I'm married. <laughs> I'm coming back to my family. <laughs> you know? I just thought, I had total ease in my spirit that she was going. So Adiza looked at me and said, what's the Lord saying? And I was, for the first time, I said, let's go again. So we got the nearest possible date, went back about one month later. And what happened? They didn't even allow her to talk. They said, did you change your school? She said, no. Did you change your course? No. Oh, you're not eligible. Bam, bam, like two seconds. Out, out. First time she came out from the embassy, she was crying. Second time, she came out with a glint. And she said to me, I don't need America. I'm like, okay. Within four days, she got herself admission into, into a school in England by herself. I was looking at this school. I didn't really believe. So I had to go to the school myself to see it. So when I went for a funeral in England, I used the opportunity to, to run to the school to see. It was a proper school. Well, very nice. Very close to Sister Lara's family house in Chisik. And I came back and I was wondering what God was doing. Within that time, Kiki and Adia took over the teens group and she became the coordinator of the house teens group. Within that time, Adia began to pray by herself in her room. I could hear her voice in the night. Within that time, Adia became closer to me. We fellowshiped. She called her mom and said, oh, I understand that now. Do you guys understand? About five, six transactions happened within the six months in which she was delayed. 
is actually God stopping her to put capacity in her. She grew up spiritually. She was built up. She would come. She did a discipleship training course with us. She came along on the journey of faith. Do you think that sometimes God will stop you for six months so you can learn something more? Sometimes we're always rushing, trying to get the next thing in God. Trying to get the next thing in God. Trying to get the next big thing in God. But literally is God stopping us. We're looking for money. Trying to get bigger money. Sometimes God's stopping us. Looking for a job. Trying to get the next job. Sometimes God's stopping us and say, there is a toolkit in me you need. There's something in me you need. Acacia Grove is for the great mountain view. It's the place where you catch the prophets for hire. It's the place where sexual perversion will tempt you. It's the place where men will stand up to be counted. There was one Phineas, the son, the grandson of Aaron, who stood up. If you read the story from, do you understand? Like, I read so different, many different accounts of the same thing that when I come, they are competing for which one I'm going to say. But I want to finish on time. Acacia Grove is the place when men who are righteous cut their metal. Acacia Grove is the place also where Joshua was commissioned. That's the final thing I'll say. It was the start point for the ministry of Joshua. It's the takeoff point for the promised land. God has journeyed with them for 40 years and he said, now I'm ready to take you into the land. That's Acacia Grove. In the Sula Kayato Brakutema. Can I ask you a question? What is Acacia Grove to you today? Is it a place where you settled so long? You've been between Egypt and the promised land forever. God has taken you out of Egypt, but you haven't arrived at the promised land. God has taken you out of where you used to be, but you're not where you're supposed to be. That between, between place. This is the place where the visions of God should explode. In Ashtaya Kum, Ashtaya Kalusta. You will experience the miraculous at Acacia Grove. But it's also a place for death. The old dies and the new begins to emerge. The old dies in Acacia Grove and the new begins to emerge. Joshua chapter 1 verse 1. If you can open your Bibles there. Joshua chapter 1 verse 1 is right there. Please read it out. Verse 1. Joshua chapter 1 verse 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord... It came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, 
Go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon I have given you, as I said to Moses. Moses, my servant, is dead. Acacia Grove is the place to end the old era. Acacia Grove is the, is, to, is, the way, is the place to end things as they used to be. This is the place from where the old ceases and a new thing begins. This is a time when a new journey is about to start in some of your lives today. If you believe this, say amen. For God is about to begin something new. For God has taken you around the wilderness. You've gone around the wilderness. You've gone around the wilderness. Now is time for new beginnings. Now is time for you to be born again, again. Because Moses is dead. Joshua, rise and lead my people. Lead them to the land I promised them. Lead them to the place they should be. There's a promise hanging over your life. There's a, there's a demand in the spirit hanging over you. There's something God wants your life to be about. And you cannot do it here in Acacia Grove. It's time to go forward. It's time to go forward. It's time to move forward. The grove has kept you so long. And some of you, if you understand this, you would have seen that you've experienced death. Death of a parent. Death of a family member. That's Acacia Grove. It's the place where the old dies and the new emerges. I see some people breaking out. Breaking out with new leaves. I see some people emerging like a new tree out of an old Stop. I see some people emerging from the ground and growing again. I see new growths, new sprouts over this house. I see you rising up again to do new things. Time for Acacia Grove is over. Moses, take all these people. But Moses died. A Moses dimension cannot lead the people in. Pastor Niger spoke like last, last week about how they ate the bread of the land and manna ceased. Oh, today, rise up, people of God, and journey. Go past Shittim. Go past Acacia Grove. Go to the Jordan. You're about to cross the Jordan. You're about to take down Jericho. You're about to take over the land of Dan. You're about to take over the land of Naphtali. You're about to take over the cities. God has promised you. Everything he declared is coming to pass. Every promise of his heart is coming anew. God is taking you to the promised land. No more Acacia Grove. The time for Acacia Grove is over. The time for the old has passed. The time for your barrenness is over. The time for fruitlessness is over. It's time for you to give birth in Acacia Grove. Go past. Go past into the land of promise. There's a promise of God. There's things that God has promised you. 
step into them step into them you may have been delayed but you're not denied hey some of you here i see some people their main require request is for them to grow in righteousness it's for them to grow in righteousness sin has taken over too much chapter in your life sin is acacia grove it's time to journey out of acacia grove God said to Moses, God said to Joshua, take your people and go. Take these people and go. Leave Shittim. Go to Jordan. Cross the Jordan. Cross the Jordan. Cross that river of obstacle. Go from this acacia grove. You've been long here. Too long here. Go forward. Go forward, go forward, go forward. Oh God, I release the power to step forward into the lives of your sons and daughters. For those of them stuck in an old place, I use the sledgehammer of the Spirit to crack open those ancient strongholds I crack them open this morning for those with limitation by the finger of God I break those limitations in the name of Jesus Christ and I release your people <laughs> I release your people from chains I release your people from brokenness I release your people from the order of the devil from the bind of hell they will journey forward journey past Acacia Grove thank you Father God thank you Father God hallelujah remember you may have encounters of God, but that's not everything. The destination is. Where you're going in God is everything. Where you're going in God is everything. Not just the encounter you're having right now. They had encounters in Shittim, but it was not enough. The encounters were not enough. They needed to go beyond the encounters. They needed to go to the promise. The encounter is a tool to get you to the promise. The encounter is not the destination. The encounter is to get you to the promise. There is a promise of God for you. After the grove, now what? Now what? Now what? Don't settle in Acacia Grove. The time the time for Acacia Grove is over. Over! The time for Acacia Grove is over! Don't settle in Acacia Grove! The time for Acacia Grove is over! The process is complete. 40 years is done. It's time for you to move forward. Going round and round is okay, it's okay. 
you've gone round and round enough. Go to the Jordan. Go and cross the Jordan. Go and cross that Jordan. And may the grace of the Lord bring you there in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from the Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org.